favorite story. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, Yankee Crowd the Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm here with Evan, Donald, and Rob. And before we get started, we want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience in fantasy sports. Check out docoutersbaseball.org and learn about the father of baseball. Check us out on radioplaylive.com at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. And <laughs> happy early Halloween from Yankee Chronicles. And Evan's lighting a candle for uh, in, in memory of the career of Red Thunder because the Guardy Party has returned. So um, we don't have a spot for Clint anymore, according to everybody today. Yeah, he's going to get traded tomorrow. Who's getting traded? Clint. No, no room. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Gardy, you know, it's we know we know what kind of play here he player he is. He's a grinder. You know, he's a guy that's gonna stay, you know, you, you know he's gonna be healthy all year round. He's gonna produce, he still is a, a solid, you know, he's still solid at defense. But everybody's ready to see what Clint can give, and I it's. I think that the Yankees, are, uh, if the way the spring is going to go out, it's pretty much. Is it? Is it? Do you think it's going to be a battle for that left field starting position? Nope. No. It's Clint. Did you see Clint? Yeah. Did you see Clint Frazier's awesome two-run home run against the Pirates? He absolutely blasted it. Beautiful swing. Showed his bat speed. He's got crazy bat speed. In fact, he's got the best bat speed I've seen in the majors at the moment. I'm not. I'm like doubting Clint's ability. I think Clint should be the starting left fielder, regardless of what the numbers he are. He is. They've already said he is. There's no question. Like Gardner can literally hit five grand slams this spring training. He's not getting that job. He knows what his role is. He's still going to get 300 at bats this season, but it's going to be a mix between all the outfield spots. Like people yeah. forget, he plays center field. So we have Talkman, we have Hicks, and we have Clint or uh, Brett for center field. So everyone needs to just calm down and understand that this really means nothing. The person you don't want on the team is Ford. Ford needs to go. Yeah. And maybe Wade, but he's a shortstop and the only one, so they'll probably keep him and we'll have to deal with that shit some more. Well, not Well, we're stuck with Wade because of his one, you know, he has no options left. So that soaks up a roster spot. So now we got, you know, with the infield that's going to hold back Estrada getting a fair shot, which I'm okay with. If he has to wait, you know, if he has to go down for another, you know, until there's an injury, you know, but what do you do now with Bruce and Dietrich? You know, where's their role? I would give Dietrich the, the spot over Ford. And I, unfortunately I don't think Bruce will make this team. No, I don't think so. I don't think Bruce has a shot. You know, I know, you know, he had a good game. He had a debt, you know, so he had a home run. whoop de do You know, they all want to go, you know what? They all want to go crazy that, you know, Bruce hit a home run and Dietrich's playing well. You know, Gary's holding his own as well, but let's not give Gary any credit, which and is, to, to me is bullshit. Go ahead, Ev. No, I just said Andujar was good today as well. So it's it's oh, so now let's give him Andujar. Uh, let's give him a shell spot. Yeah, see, it's going to be difficult because we have 
way too many people for basically only one roster spot left because yeah. you, you know how it's going to shape out. So if that's the case, I'm giving it to Diedrich. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think, I think Diedrich has a lot more utility. Uh, you can play more positions than the other guys. That yeah, can, and – it, really it's, give, it's give, like, it'll give more people, you know, other players a chance to get the rest. But Bruce is basically a left fielder, first baseman. I don't think we're going to see him too much at first. It doesn't look like they care about the depth at first. Uh, no, because you, you also have LeMay who can play first exactly, base. Exactly, with DJ. Um, so I think, like I said, Bruce is just kind of a one-dimensional. We don't need a left field power hitter unless people start to get injured. So if he's willing to go down to the minor leagues, then I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, it was nice to see all the minor league options that Cashman brought in. But now you're starting to, you know, if they're all performing, Cashman has made his job a little harder. Good problems to have, to be fair. Oh, I'm not saying they're bad problems to have, but it's still a problem. Too little options, to be honest. We're in a really blessed position we get to choose between you know, Jay Bruce, who used to be a very reliable home run threat from the left side. Dietrich, who's got some pop and some versatility. You know, you've got Brett, who's just had a grand slam. You've got Clint Frazier, who's one of the best prospects to come out. You know, um, one of the best bat speeds in the, in, the, in the game. You know, these are good options to have, man. I'd rather have these plethora of options than too little. We just got to make the right decision. Um, so that's what's going to be interesting to choose from. Uh, personally, I, I think that uh, we should uh, move on from uh, Ford for 100%. And, and Tyler Wade, I don't think Tyler Wade is a, I think he's a quadruple player. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a major league. Yeah, like we said the other day about Wade, you know, make a move with him for a, a, with a National League team because he would fit in well with a National League team. I think Wade does have an option. No. Yeah, it's Talkman that doesn't have an option. I was sure that Tyler Wade had an option. They uh, said the I'm pretty sure he does too. Yeah, I think that's why it makes the most sense to send him down to AAA. At least he has an option. Well, that um, was coming from a beat writer on the fan, so that you guys are probably more I, right. I read you. that he has an option. Um, I'm I'm looking it up now to see if he. Uh, but uh, well, last thing I read was that he had an option, but uh, I'm gonna look into that just now. We should trade Hicks and Wade for Whit Merrifield. There you go. We haven't we haven't talked about Whit in a while. How's his spring going, Evan? He's fantastic. He's killing. I think he's batting like two thousand. <laughs> he's got eight home runs. Oh, it's amazing. All right, awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's... <laughs> he, they already said they're going to give him the Gold Glove for the spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll bring it back to um to Gardner and, and Frazier. We all we all talked about it when they were you know discussing bringing Gardner back. His role is the fourth outfielder. It's just because of injuries he's had to play so much over the last few years, and you know the Yankees never intended for him to be the everyday left fielder when they brought him back. You know last year and the year before, yeah. but injuries forced that to happen. And if everything goes right this year, that's going to be his role. He'll be in the lineup maybe two, three times, maybe even more a week. But that's going to be because they're giving guys a day off here and there, uh, giving guys a DH day. You still want his bat, you want his speed, and you want his defense out there. It's not going to take away that much playing time from Clint because 
You can right. move Clint over to right field if you need to, if you want Gardner in left field where he's more comfortable. So both of those guys are versatile, and it's it's good to have him on the bench rather than have Talkman be that fourth outfielder. You know, well, the other also, sorry, go ahead, Rob. The other feather in Gardner's cap is, and we've talked about, is that that veteran leadership in the clubhouse. You know, there's really nobody that's gonna, you know, that looks like they're but they can step up and really, you know, pull everybody back in when they think that, you know, when their ego starts to get in the way. Gardner's that player that'll kind of, you know, smack some sense into them, and just, you know, remember what uniform you're wearing and what you're playing for. You know, Gordon is that type of player in that clubhouse. The Yankees can't afford not to have that with this young core. But I, I also think that he's going to get a lot of half days, meaning we might get to the sixth inning and we're up by a lot. They might put in him to get the other outfielders some rest, stuff like that. So I think we're going to see a lot of that opportunities. He's going to obviously get a lot of uh, pinch hit opportunities, extra inning opportunities. And if anyone gets injured, he's the first outfielder to jump in. Right. And I do think uh, – um, No, go ahead, Rob. If, if Tyler Wade does have an option, which I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he does. Yeah, I just read the Twitter that he, he does. does. So Does he not? They can, yeah, they can stash him no, in the minor league if they have to, which gives a great chance for Dietrich and Bruce or Talkman to make it. Because Talkman has said in the past that he can play uh, some first base. And we also just heard recently that Geo can play shortstop if needed. So they can, you know, uh, put Dietrich at third where he's more comfortable instead of having him learn shortstop. So um, I would trust Geo at short more than I would trust Dietrich playing over there. So if you're looking for the better bat, the veteran bat off the bench, Dietrich is the much better option than Wade. But you still have Wade out there in case Dietrich comes and just does nothing in the first couple of months or he's not playing or he's not doing anything well. You know, they they love Tyler Wade. They can always go back to him if he has that option, which Donald just said he does. So that's definitely – that's a big thing. Donald, do you have thoughts on it? I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, see how it goes. It's interesting. It's going to be an interesting battle for the final roster spot. <clears throat> so what is it? It's a 26-man roster, right? This uh, again, right? Thanks. Oh, you do have, you know, it's better than having 25, but you also, you know, you don't know what the bullpen roles are going to be. You know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see as it gets closer to, to opening day, how the roster constructs itself. Because I think the play on the field is going to dictate. I don't think there's, you know, aside from, you know, a handful of players, nothing's guaranteed. Roles are not guaranteed on this team unless you're Cole, you know, LeMahieu, Void, Judge, Torres. Will carry? How many believers do you think will carry for the fans? How many? What? Relief so, pitchers. They usually carry 13. It's usually mm-hmm. 12 or 13 on the teams. Well, they're probably going to go with the four-man rotation for that first first couple of weeks because there's so many off days. And then you'll probably see Davey get called up and uh, so that they can give him work in the minor or in the alternate site so he's not just sitting there because they're more than likely going to do that for the first maybe week or week, two weeks. And then he'll get that. Yeah, so they'll probably have a guy like uh, Nelson up. And then when they go up to the five-man rotation, 
Davey will come up and they'll send somebody down, whoever may be struggling or needs some work to the alternate site. That's more than likely what's going to happen. Do you think Adam Warren makes the team? He's going to be an all-star this year. He's he's the MVP. You didn't know that? (laughs) Now, you brought up the rotation, Rob. And I I, I have to say, I, I like the way Montgomery looked today. I, I think he's ready to to take that step that I thought he would. And, um, Evan, what did you, you take out of uh, Montgomery's? Am I putting you to sleep, Ev? Yeah, it was, it was a good game. He was <laughs> <laughs> Were you reclining, dude? <laughs> hiding from somebody? <laughs> so like I see it in the office when you're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great gift. No, I think Where's my stapler? That's the one. Um, we already know Monty's going to make, you know, the rotation. He's probably that fourth starter. So, I, you know, I don't think there's any question there. And I think the fifth role, like Rob said, is not going to come up for a couple weeks uh, in the start of the season. It's a good way to rest players. It's a good way to not have to see her mom. And, uh, the other uh, pitcher that really stood out was uh, in yesterday's game, Tyon getting out of that bases loaded jam. Yeah, and did you hear what he said about it? No. He basically said that I wanted that opportunity to happen in the game now so that I know that I can perform and get through it. Um, He hasn't pitched since, what, 2019? So he wanted to see himself struggle a little bit and see if he was able to overcome those challenges, and he was. So uh, I think that's pretty good and telling of a pitcher's uh, mindset if they're willing to go up against something that's difficult, even in spring training. Yeah, because yeah. I thought it was it was telling how that first outing he had that quick one, two, three, and then this time around he had to get through that bases loaded jam. And I thought that, you know, two innings, one run, is pretty standard, you know, spring training outing. Um, he didn't let that, the moment, you know, he, he wasn't overwhelmed. He didn't feel rushed. He seemed to really, you know, trust in his delivery and his pitches, you know. So I, I was really happy the way that he got out of that today. I think that showed more than that quick inning. Well, it's a great sign that our four starters, our four starters all have been very, very strong so far this spring. Cole will be fine. Kluber looks great. Really good. We talk about Kluber. Uh, Tyon looks sensational. And Montgomery, he's actually really impressed me. He's, uh, it looks like he's taken a step forward um, from last year. He kind of struggled last year. He did well in the playoff game, though. Uh, but he does look like he's a little bit more assured on the mound uh, so far in spring. So really happy with those four. And, uh, you know, um, Herman, he did look great, unfortunately. I can't stand the guy, but he did look really good. And, yeah, um, he went two innings and had like four strikeouts on our yeah, run. Yeah, like pretty damn good. But uh, but then you know I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Davy, but uh, we'll see we'll see regarding the fifth spot. But I'm really happy with the way the, the pitching options have turned out so far. Looking good. I think our whole team looks really good, and like we've talked about many times, it looks good on paper if healthy. Um, yeah. So. But it's frustrating when that's the only red flag you have for this team is if healthy, and it's the biggest red flag in all of baseball for that. Yeah, but look at the depth that we have. So even the if healthy now is not as severe as it was 
to a point though, because we, we we've seen us have to use depth and we've seen it work and we've seen it not work. So it's one of those things where you can't go into the third season in a row where you're relying on that depth. You have to rely on these people staying healthy and you have to rely on Judge and Stanton's new workout routine and hope that that is the adjustment they needed to make in order to stay healthy. And I honestly, in this moment, I feel confident that it is. I'm hyped for this season. I still think we can win 100 games. I really do. However, if we're not healthy, we're screwed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, think, like- I think with the health department, the the position players, um, you know, aren't as critical as if the pitching, uh, if the injury bug hits the pitching department. That's what could derail the season. Of course. Is, um, like, like we, we said it a couple weeks ago, we don't have the top of the lo- top of the rotation depth that <laughs> other teams have. So, and not a lot of teams even have that. So we've got enough depth that we can cover a lot of spots, but not like, for instance, the middle of our order or the, the top of our pitching rotation. You know, but that's the same for every single team in the majors. No team would survive with Big G and Judge. Have all had to miss extended time, or Lemayhew, or Cole. You know those are key guys. None of these guys can miss any time or significant time. We don't really have the depth for that, but no team does. But we've got the depth to cover a lot of positions. We've actually got enough depth that will see us through the rest of the season as long as the big game main guys stay relatively healthy. Yeah, and still when you when you you think back about that, you know, next man up season that we had. There was no other team in the you know on in baseball that year that could have survived that the way the Yankees did, you know, and that's where Cashman I think kind of saved himself, saying you know to some of the the casual fans, saying look you might it might not be a, a marquee name, but I know who I'm looking at, I know what I'm doing. So I think Cashman, you know, whether we know it yet or not, he's he's always got something up his sleeve to 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 help this team. You know, it's just sometimes it's up to the players to be able to do that. Well, going back to that year, you kind of saw a glimpse of you know how a, how the lineup could look if it was uh, constructed a little yeah. bit differently. There was a bunch of contact hitters when all those injuries went down, we had Talkman and Cameron Maben. We had so many different guys coming through and it was a different looking lineup because there wasn't a bunch of home run or nothing guys. And then yeah. as much as I love Stanton and judge when, you know, they came back that year when judge came back and, you know, Maben's playing time dipped a little bit, you know, you saw the lineup, not so much struggle, but definitely look a little bit less balanced, which was weird because judge is an outstanding hitter. And, and, you know, it was just a weird season all around, but, you know, they weren't going to keep winning. It was fun for that, you know, few week span when it was going on, but uh, it does give you an idea if that they construct that lineup just a little bit differently when you have those powers, you no know, power guys and those contact hitters, it's the best lineup in baseball. And I think that we need to have some of our power or our power guys like Torres. He's not a power guy. Let him be a contact guy. Our power guys are our power guys. I'm going on a tangent here. I'm just it's something. That's no, no, you're for it. I get your point, and and the point is too that was Derek Jeter a power guy, or was he someone who had pop that hit home runs eventually? Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. Do you want Torres to hit 30 home runs, 
but bat 250? Or do you want him to hit 325 with 15 to 20 home runs and everything else is balanced? We need the balance. We don't need him to hit the home runs. It's, you know, it's exciting to see a team that could possibly hit 300 home runs in a season. But even if you take away that from Torres, we still have the ability to do that with five other guys. So I, I just don't – I don't see the point of trying to rely on that. With a guy like Maven, he's never been a star, but he's always been the glue on certain teams yeah. to get them to the next level because he's so balanced in everything. He can hit the home run. He has good speed. He has a good glove. He has good range. You know, it, and he's great in the locker room. I actually thought he was a better fit than McCutcheon was. Mm. Well, Maven was really good. But that's the thing about our organizational philosophy. We're, we're very much analytically driven. And the analytics tend to say, you know, um, to, to wait on your pitch and, uh, and to swing for the roof. You know, that's kind of the way the, that uh, the analytics tend to be now, which is why I love LeMayhew so much is because he's kind of like the anti-analytics. He's just yeah. like an old school throwback. Yep. You know, and uh, there's not enough players like that. If I could, I'd have nine fucking LeMayhews. But, uh, yeah, and I yeah. think that's part of what screwed up Torres and Sanchez. They were worried too much about stupid launch angle. You know, an yeah. exit velo where they they took themselves away from what they that they took themselves and away I, from the play that got them to where about they Sanchez were. for a minute. Can I nip in about Sanchez for a minute? Sanchez had an opposite field, got an opposite field hit, so it looks like he's hitting small fields now in spring training, which is he what he was doing in seventeen. Which it's it's a really good sign uh, for for him this coming year. I, I yep. said it's the best uh, <laughs> example for me. That, that we might be seeing Sanchez come out of this because he's he's actually seen the ball a bit better and he's actually looking to get hits all over the field rather than just aiming for the for the stand. So that's a good sign. Uh, so maybe that also means that maybe the the Yankee batting coach is, is trying to get these guys to um to, to make contact, which would be great. right. Your your best point is that he's seeing it well. He's seeing yeah. the ball well, and I think because of that it makes him more comfortable with everything else. If you could see a pitch easily in Major League Baseball, you're going to be successful because you don't have that much time to do it. It's incredibly hard. And the fact that we saw him get that walk on seven pitches, I'm going to keep going back to that. It's impressive. That was the start of seeing his slight changes. Now, four games later, we've seen a couple more changes. So, yeah, there is hope for Gary Sanchez. There is, yeah. You know, you're already starting to see that, you know, with the way he's been putting these at-bats together, it's also reflecting his play behind the dish. You know, you're seeing him move. He's moving a little better behind the plate. He's, you know, his um, release to second base looks the way we expected it to look, you know, when he was first brought up. I think you're seeing, you know, his catching abilities – also fall into play because he's not thinking about that that one call. I made a comment earlier when I was doing the chat with with Cammy and Chris. If he's going to take seven pitch at bats, I would rather see a, a a strike three on a three two count that's in the corner of the zone that the umpire made the the bad call, than him just flailing at the pitch not wanting to strike out. What do you think about a comment, a statement like that? I think that's 
Perfect. Because, um, you know, you hate seeing those weak swings when they're completely out of the zone, just trying to protect, maybe, you know, tip it foul and get another pitch. So uh, if he's striking out looking and it's just a bad call, which we're so accustomed to at this point with how yeah. bad the umpires are, then you really can't fault the guy for taking yeah. a pitch that he thought was going to be low. It means, and like you said, pitch, it means he's seeing the strike zone, which is right. Game. Yeah. And it's better than him flailing at the pitch and looking just completely lost. So yeah, yeah, how many times do you hear all the way back to little league, you know, your coach always screaming at you, wait for your pitch, wait for your pitch. Well, Gary, Gary looks like this year, he went back to waiting for his pitch. And you're seeing the results of it. So, so the officer judge today, though, again, if you noticed, he, called, he called two very low balls, strikes, and he called him on a on a dumbest pitch ever. And it just it drives me nuts that they can't figure out how to do judge properly, but they never yeah. get it wrong with Stanton. They're the same fucking side. How many times do I got to say that? They're literally six, seven giants. But for some reason, fuck judge. Like, I just – I don't get it. I want to hear from the umpires why they do this, why they get judge wrong but not Stanton. And don't tell me it's because of the slightly different batting stance that they have. I was going to think it was the batting stance. I'm not justifying it, but Stanton's batting stance is so open that you can almost see it a little bit better. I'm wondering whether that might be – I'm not – You know what? It's the umpire's job to read the stance. Of course, yeah. No. Yeah, if the umpires can't do their jobs, they're going to lose their jobs that, to these stupid robot umps. I have a feeling that's what their excuse would be. Definitely not justifying it. Though. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And it's unacceptable. Because they're basically that are basically on the ground. They're basically bouncing off the floor. And it's, on the side. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And this is all, it's all started because trout's are boring fish. You know, they were so obsessed with keeping the trout at the top of the game that they decided to screw Judge over. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a fail. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking of? Where's that candle? Where's the candle? That's going to wrap it up for you, Chronicles. Today. See you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I think we've done all the damage we can tonight. So it's been a long freaking night. We just so, lost it. We got nothing right now. Let's just, let's just go. Nope. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be everybody yankeechronicles.com hope everybody's staying safe staying well and rooting for Yankees have a good night good night guys <laughs>